The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Thin links are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I'm Mike Stevens, and sitting virtually across from me, uh, once again, is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? Absolutely terrible. Can I just explain to you what just happened right quickly? All right, yeah. So you you said you were going to tell me something right off the hop on the podcast that would make me feel really bad for you. So that's (laughs) terrific. We're getting started on a very positive note here. Love it. Why don't you enlighten me? Okay, so first of all, Monday, I lost like half of the work I had done. And so I have spent the last like three days maybe sleeping like three hours a night, like just constantly up typing. Then today, I, as you know, had a very long day. I just got Mm. in the door. I'm still wearing the clothing I was wearing when I was outside. I decided I was going to pour myself a drink so Mm. that I could get myself mentally prepared. And I stick my straw in it. And I take a big old gulp of my rum and coke and like mold in my mouth from the straw. What? Yeah, so then I'm like, straw, and literally, like, basically made myself vomit it, all of that out. I guess like whoever used the straw last, or like maybe it hasn't been used in a while, but like there was gross shit in it, and like, it's literally purple, like, okay, it's disgusting. That would be you who used the straw last, I would assume. No. So you're just you you guys in in your household are just willy nilly sharing straws. That's we have not a dishwasher. Anyway, so that will not be. Well, clearly anymore. you're not using it. Clearly, clearly you're not using well, it. I use the dishwasher because I don't like to hand wash my dishes. So I have now wasted a very expensive rum and coke. And to boot, I have maybe two sips left of coke. I also haven't eaten today, so my energy levels are next to nothing. I wow. want to stab my eyes out. Because my head hurts so badly. So we're off to a really hot start and I will be eating. I've been so good. I've only had McDonald's twice in the last like three and a half weeks. I will be ordering <laughs> 45 pounds worth of McDonald's tonight. Fantastic. I what's, It's really funny because I like we both want to make this not a super long podcast. So, you know, you can eat. And so I can watch Godzilla versus King Kong which I have ready to rock on my computer and I'm going to be Uber eating Cineplex popcorn for that. So I've never watched either of those movies. I mean, like it's, are you surprised? I'm just looking. No, absolutely. You haven't, you've never watched any movies like you, like as someone, as someone who speaks solely in pop culture references, it's very funny that my, my lone, (laughs) my my podcast co-host just has no movie knowledge, but I'm just, yeah, Rachel's eating gummies on the podcast right now. Not, okay, let's clarify. They're not the weed gummies. They're like the, oh, okay. um, you know, like Flintstones the gummies? Like fruit flavored snacks that you can get. Yeah. I have Pixar ones and Sully, ironically, who is my favorite Pixar character. Mm-hmm. I'm about to eat him because we do not want Rachel to have a heart episode whilst recording the podcast. 
Honestly, that would be pretty. You guys get a you guys get a firsthand look. That's look. If we're trying to get breaking edge content on here, having a hard episode. I mean, who other <laughs> who else dying the, on the podcast might be it. <laughs> that's pretty hard. Like people, you know, you know, they're like vloggers who go out and do like crazy stuff. But we like we're so dedicated to the craft, to the content that you're literally going to die for it. So I think that that that's where we're at. Just so everyone knows, I have literally taken like the equivalent of like a Dex Four tablet so that I can record this podcast before I eat dinner. <laughs> what what is that? What's a Dex Four tablet? Okay, so you know how like people who are diabetic, like if they're low blood sugar, they have to take like this chocolate. Oh tablet? Yeah, yeah. I also yeah. have to take those because if I pass out, my heart mm-hmm. will be like. Mm, see you later. Bye. I love. I, I think this is going to be a chaotic podcast. I, I like oh, the, energy the energy so far. I like the energy so right far. Now. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. Uh, it's it's funny. Preemptive apologies to everyone. No, you, this, you guys are going to have to deal with this because this is this is uh, what it's going to be. We love these chaotic energy podcasts. My week has been extremely boring. I the only <gasps> thing like we're now back into our third lockdown, but it's not a lockdown, it's a shutdown, and I'm actually going to strangle because our government sucks ass and doesn't know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> I I try not to talk about like like act like sort of policies and whatnot. Like I have a political <laughs> science degree and I just I hate talking about it because that was my entire life, you know, for 4 years and I hated it. But if you vote for Doug Ford in the next election, like you deserve nothing but horrors for the rest of your life like and i think I we cannot... should point out that it's not that he's conservative that we're ripping on him it's no he's because he's if a, a liberal fucking idiot was in office right now and doing this bad a job i would be ripping that liberal just the same like i am angry with how the pandemic has been handled and it has nothing to do with whether you're blue red or orange it sucked it sucks oh i uh, i like i'm not i i like i've i've said many times I see you. I haven't even seen you in the last little bit because, because you've been busy I, yeah. and, and all that. And I see my dad and that's it. That's literally it. I'm going fucking insane right now. I have, there is like, I don't know. I, I tweeted it this week and it's true. Like, I don't know how to socialize in person anymore. I just don't like, with me. I'm thinking except with you, obviously, but that's just because we're both like equally kind of just jaded from the world. But like, I <laughs> like this, this, this is not normal. Like this is not normal. We're we're both twenty five years old. We're in the we're in the middle of our primes. We're rotting away alone because this fucking idiot, this guy with sausage fingers and I don't know, this mouth breeder cannot chew. Like if you're gonna lock us down, lock us down. Like let like, me shut it down. Pre- shut it down. <laughs> like let let me mentally prepare for that. At least we can like wrap our heads around it. But stop with this snip snap snip snap. You know, uh, uh, willy w- wishy washy bullshit here. Where like we have. Uh, patios are open right now like schools uh, schools are open right now patios are open right now i'm seeing people like posting instagram stories right now being like oh trying to get our last patio in. like they were open for like two days and now they're shut down again but like how is that gonna help and it's and you look at the actual shutdown and it's literally just like none of this stuff is actually gonna gonna curb cases it's just like it, it it's just the dumbest thing ever. Like, why is non-essential retail open if it's if it's a lockdown? Like, I shouldn't be no, able shut to shut it down. Shut it down. I shouldn't be able to like go to fucking Winners and thrift right now. But like, small businesses in like restaurants can't you know seat people you know what's on patios. Super frustrating is <sighs> they'll allow things like Costco and the big box stores to stay open who aren't following the rules, and they'll close mm-hmm. the small businesses, and those people are actually 
like not only are they following the rules but they're doing even more like i've been to multiple like i've walked by multiple storefronts where it's like only one person in at a time meanwhile yeah. that same like mcdonald's for example in the mm-hmm. same size building is like 20 people come on in so it's like the people the mom and yeah. pop shops are run by exactly that mom and pop they don't want to get sick either so they're actually taking mm-hmm. precautions i would rather they stay open and shut the big yeah. box stores if anything yeah, like we like i essentially the only places i go are grocery stores and shoppers drug mart and the shoppers drug mart is basically where i get my, my snacks and snakes. like my snacks and uh i bought freezies see that's just <laughs> living your best life right there that's fantastic what am i having for dinner Man. freezies <laughs> I just remember there's this kid in my grade nine math class. His name is Jeff Yu. Shout out Jeff Yu. I'm not doxing or anything. Don't worry. But like really cool guy. And he literally this. Keep in mind, this is grade nine. And we were in the back of math class. And there was like a thing with freezies. Like you get like after gym class, you you like get a freezy. And I'm like, we're sitting in the back of math class. And he's like, yo, you want some? And I'm like, what? And I look over and he just like, keep in mind, we're like 14 at this time. He just like opens his backpack and takes out just like a fifth of Jack Daniels. that's <laughs> just in his backpack that he bought to school and like pours it into the freezy. And like I did it. It's fantastic. So this is when you were like compare when you were comparing. Yo, Jeff, like, you, you is know, the shit. I want to be friends is a with fucking, him. He's a fucking G. That I guy's love elite. him. He's incredible. Yeah. We're going to give some like he if he ever stumbles upon this and listens to it, it'll be hilarious because I haven't talked to him in a while. But like he's he's a great guy anyway. Yeah. Uh, but but like so shoppers has like 90 people you're allowed in. It says it like on the front. Nine, and like, like nine zero or nine. Like nine. I literally think it's like ninety three. If I remember correctly for the shopper truck mart by where you live. Yeah, that's like, way like, too Reddit, many people. That's about Reddit King and 70 people too many. And another like and we've talked about it with my building with like the elevators. It's really they're still not fixed. And it's <laughs> pissing me off because they used to have this is just going to be we're just going to complain for the first 10 minutes and we're going to hockey fucking relax. And so we had the so because the elevators are not working, like I would be fine, like whatever. I've come to the conclusion that I'm paying astronomical rent for elevator for a place with they can't even get their elevators right. But whatever. But then then be, there used to be this there used to be a thing where only two people of separate households in an elevator at the same time Correct. but now because there's only half of the elevators working two of them and sometimes on the weekends when people are moving in they'll book an elevator so then there's only one working no one cares about that rule anymore i was in an elevator with seven people the other day that seems non-safe like we're all wearing masks and everything but like there's only so much you can do so it's just like fucking it shouldn't be this hard New Zealand is having music festivals right now. Also, if you, we are over a year into this pandemic, if you still pull your mask down when you cough, I will slap you. We're over I a will year. Slap you. We're over. We're over a year into this thing, Rachel. It's been over a year. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I've there are people who are celebrating their second birthday in quarantine. Remember when? Want to like, talk about hockey and not both be depressed yeah, and drive ourselves yeah. into oblivion? That's a good idea. All right, let's <laughs> hop into headlines here. Great news story here is that Julian Breezebaugh makes a personal donation of $75,000 to the University of Montreal in support of the women's hockey program. As we say, you know, it's all about you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk, too. And this is walking the walk. This is literally putting your money where your mouth is. Women's hockey programs, even men's hockey programs, do not get donations like this in Canada. It is very rare to even get like mm-hmm. a $10,000 donation. Um, and if you're a women's hockey team, it's rare for you to get like a ton of donations unless you're a McGill 
um, yeah. a University of Alberta, like that kind of thing. So for Julian Breesbaugh to be like, $75,000, here you go. Um, that is essentially going to, that would pay for years of expenses, yeah. like years of expenses. You could buy all new equipment for the team. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they better have all new equipment for the team. But just, like, the support of I'm doing it for the women's program because he recognizes yeah. that that's a good thing to do. Like, not a lot's come out about how they're going to use the money. But I'm sure, uh, like, that is a fantastic thing. And honestly, he deserves the kudos because people say, like, oh, well, he has the money. Like, he should be doing that. I don't see anybody else doing that. So... But it's not like like he he it's not like he's getting paid to the extent of like I don't know like a Steven Stamkos or one of like it, it just to use a player on his own team for an ex- as an example like it's not like this is yeah he's a GM and GMs get paid decently well but like it's not this isn't a guy who's raking in like ten mil a year where seventy five thousand dollars just nothing to him like that's that's a decent chunk of change like I'm assuming he'd probably make like two million a year maybe it's probably seven percent of his salary. Yeah, which is still a decent amount. Like, like think about you just right now donating seven percent of your salary. Like, that's a that's you know, like that's you feel that. Money, so yeah. that's like that. that exactly. that's quite a chunk. Yeah. So I mean, good for him. Things we love to see. That's how you grow the game. Yeah, like relative, you feel that. So it's 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 good. Um, another one is is Vancouver locking in their goaltender Thatcher Demko five 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 times five five years five million per year comes up to twenty five million dollars in total. Good math. Thank you. That's that's my brain kind of hurts now. That's as much as I can really do. Um, look, the guy's playing fantastic right now, so we can't really kind of uh, uh, we can't really swat him for this there. He's the got first smart thing Jim Benning's done in like over a calendar year. It'll probably be the last too. Um, <laughs> but keep but keep in mind this guy also. This is a five year extension at five million dollars per year for a guy who has sixty two games played in the NHL. Yeah, that's a lot. Now we have to keep it in of perspective. Term and money, have- I meant. <laughs> Yes, but also like this, it, first of all, it could be worse. It could be the Matt Murray contract, um, which it just looks t- worse and worse by the day. Like it's, I can't believe that got signed. It's insane. But th- they have had this guy in their building for like eight years, seven years. So at least, so if anyone's going to know him, at least they know him, you know, like at least it, it's going to be like, them. Listen, they're banking on his 62 games and, and, mainly his playoff run and his play this year. And that's okay. But none of this matters if they don't sign Ian Clark, who is their goaltending coach, who has done mm-hmm. wonders for Jacob Markstrom, Thatcher Demko, Bobrovsky when Bobrovsky was in Columbus and Ian Clark was in Columbus. Like, mm-hmm. and and what happened to all of those? What happened to Bobrovsky when he was no longer coached by Ian Clark and went to Florida? Did he maybe not play as well? <laughs> Oh, Brodbowski had a great year last year. It really cemented home that you should give double-digit term to a goaltender. And how's Markstrom doing this year without Ian Clark? Would you say that he's maybe not as good? I'm, I'm starting to think there might be a uh, uh, a variable here. Uh, there might be a common denominator. Would it maybe be the really good Yeah, there might be a common coach? denominator in all of these goaltenders being good under this one specific coach. And then once they leave that coach, they turn bad again. That seems I'm not a de- I'm no detective. I, for one, think that maybe if you're going to have confidence in this goaltender who has been very good this year, that you might also want to retain his goalie coach who has made him good. Are, so is he is he on the last little bit of his contract? Like is he on his he last year? He is unsigned. So is Travis Green. 
Um, yes, and I, I know Travis that, Green obviously. came out and said it's because of money. Oh boy! So there's that. It's Francesco Aquilini. <laughs> so there is that. Um, and me thinks that a team with very deep pockets might show up at Ian Clark's door and be like, "Here is a giant bag of money to come fix our goaltending issues." I can't possibly think of any other teams in Canada that might want to do that that have money. <clears throat> yeah, low-key Leafs. I mean, yeah, bring him over. I do it. Right? Um or literally like coach him. You're telling me that Ottawa couldn't use a goalie coach right now? Ottawa could use just a goalie. Like like a body in net. Yeah, they have, they have Joey Tom Gordon. He was he was good in this in the He's he's hurt. But he was injured. Yeah, so that the Thatcher Demko deal, I think if Ian Clark stays and Demko continues on his trajectory, this is going to be a steal in years three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. If Ian Clark leaves and what happens to Demko um, is what happened to Bobrovsky and Markstrom, that's a big problem because you cannot have that amount of money in net if they're not playing well. What I what I do like about it, though, is that it be Demko's 26 right now. So it, so when the this contract is over, he'll be 31 and it brings him exactly to the point where you should probably pursue a younger goaltending option. It gives right. him like if he is the goaltender, if he like if he is the goaltender that we're seeing right now and not something lower or something like because we've only seen we've only seen him be terrible or incredible. We've never really seen him be mediocre. Like he's either been like a barely at 900 goaltender or a like a, a 978 who's like mind fucking the the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's tough. But I think there's also a case here just quickly. Um yeah. for not giving inexperienced goaltenders term. Like Jordan Binnington won St. Louis the Cup, but they just gave Did him though? 6 by 6. Did he win him the cup? Well, okay, he, put it this way: he was he got all sixteen wins, and you can't take yeah, that away from him. Four, he had a nine fourteen, and everyone was praising him as okay, fucking but he Jesus still Christ. won the games. He I still know, won the I games. Know. Okay, but this what I'm saying is affair, this is a brilliant case of now he's been signed to six by six, and he's terrible. He's had one good season and one good playoff run. What has Thatcher Demko had? One good season, one good playoff run. Like there's such a case for not giving goalies term. Do not do it. You say playoff run as if Thatcher Demko started from the start of the playoffs. No, right. he, he 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 had like 3 games, games or 4 games. Like yeah. it's 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 not like this guy had a playoff run for the eight. Yeah, he played 4 games and he and 3 of them were starts. He came in in relief. And yes, he had a 985 save percentage. <laughs> That's also not sustainable over any number of games. So 985. <laughs> like, come on. That's insane. At the same time, though, like he's a 917 this year on a Canucks team that straight up doesn't know how to defend. He should be up for the Vesna. He's the only reason they. He's the only reason that that Francesco Aquilini can tweet. I have no idea why we were so bad. The only difference between Vancouver and Buffalo is Thatcher Demko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Speaking of Buffalo, and they won. You know what? Congratulations! They're on a one-game lossless streak because <laughs> that's because that's how the NHL wants to score it. It's it's fantastic. No, like that honestly. I, well, it's going to get shattered. Like by the time this podcast mm-hmm. comes out, they will have lost yeah. to the Rangers. So, of course. But you had like you knew that it was going. They were going to break this losing streak, losing, not winless, losing streak. 
um, in a blowout. 6-1. To Philly of all teams. Now... You know what's funny? What's funny? Is we put out this poll, like this thing, name, renamed the Buffalo mm. Arena. And some of the yeah. names you guys came up with were actually unbelievable. The Key Tank Center. Okay, great. Pagula's Pagoda of Despair. What's a pagoda? <laughs> Just like... Is that a building? Space. Um, yeah. Pagula's pre-owned plug emporium. Okay. Pre-owned, the, eh? Interesting. Yeah, just limbo arena, which is how low can we go? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are really good. Limbo. I love limbo arena. How low can we go? Yeah. We don't know. Um, I don't know, but they beat the Flyers. Man, I, I, like... And we'll talk about the flyer, well, specifically Carter Hart later on, because I have yelling to do. Prayers up for um, the, the own, like, whoever runs the Sabres social media, because they clearly got the man, so they, I, I mean, that's clearly, like, a statement that we can say, but they got, they clearly got, got yeah. a mandate to tweet out happy birthday to Terry Pagula, and... I mean, the replies were exactly what we expected, but that doesn't make it any better. Like, it's so funny though. Like John Vogel oh. literally just goes, "Read the replies." Most of the replies are people with popcorn, like like people eating popcorn gifts, just like just just setting up shop here, <laughs> waiting for the replies. Like it's how, how terrible. And we're gonna get into the flyers because holy moly, they have just cratered. All right. Speaking of. Um, I don't know. I don't have a good segue for this. The Can- the all Canucks games are postponed through April sixth, as uh, Adam Gaudet and Travis Hamonic enter COVID protocol. Obviously, you never want to see this at all um, with anyone, but specifically Hamonic entering COVID protocol is. I think he was close contact. Yeah, but even still, it's it's a more um, it's it's even more sort of uh, I guess notable because he opted out of the bubble in the summer. Because his oh, right. because his daughter has had has had a respiratory illness, like she had she had surgeries for it, and essentially it was done solely out of you know protecting his children. And yet now he is, now here he is in COVID protocol. It's terrible, and it and it really does. And we I talked about this a bit when CJ was on last podcast, but like there's a little bit of no matter what happens when you're watching these games in the back of my mind, I'm like, should we be doing this? Like I don't know, man. No. It just seems like I know it's important and it is important. Did you see the NCAA coach come out and say it was like someone in the NCAA that like in the final four, there shouldn't be any COVID testing because what if a team loses? Ma'am, COVID didn't just be like, oh, look, it's the final four. I won't go here anymore. People think like, like what? This is why, like, I don't understand what people like Like, curfews. I'm like, yeah, COVID doesn't go like, oh, it's 10. I got to get out of here. Like, no, no one does. Like, what? It doesn't. This really is honestly so dumb. It really is exposing the (laughs) the sheer lack of common sense that a lot of people have. Um, But yeah, we just so I just want to give a huge, uh, but not shout out. I just want to let you know Travis Hamnick know that him and his family are in our thoughts because clearly there's there's a big reason here why he why he opted out, and this is exactly the reason why he did, and it came back and so it's interesting that Yoel Armia and mm-hmm. I guess Kotkini Emi was close contact, yeah. but Yoel Armia has it and Yoel Armia and the Canadians are playing the Canucks and then they got put into protocol. And now it's interesting that Adam Gaudet who played in those games and Travis Hamanick are in protocol and Adam Gaudet has it because his wife tweeted that he wasn't doing very well. Yeah. 
So like obviously get better Adam, get better Michaela. Um, but I wonder now because like this is an issue. It is an issue. Keep in mind, this is a, it's a healthy mid-20s af- professional athlete and they're not doing yeah. well. It's tough, man. Um, I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. All right. Let's move on to plot points. What is trending up? What is trending down in the NHL? Trending up is more good players available on waivers. The big one that really kind of took took me by storm here, that really uh, uh, flabbergasted me, if you will. Shane Gosses Bear on waivers. Available to have for free from any team in the league. And what do you know? He cleared. Okay, I have a question. Hit me. If you're a fan of Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, um, any bad team, New Jersey, like, do you not look at that and go, the only reason we didn't claim him is because our owners are cheap as fuck? Mm-hmm. New Jersey, a mountain of cap space. Ottawa, LMFAO. Detroit, Iserman's actually doing things there, so fine. Buffalo, you want to tell me that you don't have six better defensemen than Shane Gossespierre? Are you out of your mind? You might have one. And it's not even, like, he doesn't make an insane amount of money. He, he's His cap hit's 3.425. Like, this isn't like a $5 million cap hit that you're, that you're absorbing. Like, he's 27 years old. Dumb. And look, he, is he a great defender? No. But in a in a like, is anybody in Buffalo exactly or Ottawa? You need like decent bodies, man. Like like I don't know who their I think it's their top line left or yeah left shot defenseman is. Never heard of him before, and yet like you have an opportunity to get Shane Gosses Bear signed to term to maybe run your power play to do something like that, and you just decide nope, 
We're good. I heard about uh, a hockey man in the media Ooh. who said that Ottawa doesn't need to claim Goss Despair because they have Eric Goodbranson. And my friends, if you think that Eric Goodbranson is a better defenseman than Shane Goss Despair, Oh, you haven't been listening to this podcast long enough because absolutely not. The sound you just heard was me hitting my microphone against my head because that was so stupid. I tried to bang that <laughs> thought out of my own brain. I mean, you know, the other defenseman that was on waivers is Nick Holden. Good guy. And I actually think that on a cup contender, that's a depth guy. Absolutely. Like, he's probably your eight. Yeah. And you, you need 10 defensemen to win the cup. It, minimum. Dude, I would, I would, I would have, I would have claimed. Didn't, him. didn't the? It was what the the Canucks used fourteen when they went to the Cup final. They didn't even win. Yeah, like you, you need, you need depth, man. And especially in COVID years, where like anybody could get put in protocol in any given second. Like the Bruins just arbitrarily lost Marshand. Yeah, because he was close contact. Yeah. Nick Nick Holden makes one point seven. Not that much. Yeah. So uh, Nikita Gusev. I yeah, know, this is funny. It is. Okay, so. He has a 0% percentile war this year, which means he's one of the worst players in the league. God damn. Um, New Jersey trumpeted him as the next Panarin. They sure did. And it would seem as though he is not the next Panarin. I don't, uh, you know what? I don't know. Jury's out. Remember when New Jersey fans shit all over me for saying that? I, Do you remember that? You're going to have to be more specific when you say, remember when New Jersey fans <laughs> shit all over you. I, I, there would be many instances here. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, but it's um, maybe... maybe we're, yeah, because they were like, the goose is loose and he's going to be the next Panarin. I'm like, hey, settle down, settle down. And then it was like Kaprizov was coming over and they were like, ah, Kaprizov's not as good as Gusev. I'm here to tell you that uh, Kirill Kaprizov is, in fact, much better. Would you rather have... The goose is loose, or Kirill the thrill. He's even beating him oh, on. Kirill the he's thrill. even beating him on nicknames. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, Vegas kind of knew what they were doing by shuttling him out, by not wanting to use him that much. By like, because everyone was like, "Why is Vegas just like trading this guy? Like, this makes no sense. Like, why? Like, why do they not want to use him? This is just another example of them like getting a cage. They have a really smart scouting. Yeah, staff. this is another example of them getting a KHL guy and then just refusing to use him. Remember Vadim Shipachov? Like, you know that that's <laughs> that saga. And yet they trade him to New Jersey for two second round picks. Everyone's like, "What a steal! Oh my goodness!" And and as well, Gusev has the worst tape job I've ever seen. It is. Um, Stutzla's is yeah, bad. Yeah, Stutzla's is bad, but Gusev's is really bad. Pasternak's is awful. But Pasternak's is, has like a heartwarming story behind it. Like he couldn't afford that much tape growing up, so he had to just kind of like use... He also scores a billion goals, so like who Yeah, cares? but like Gusev, the guy like layers it. Like he, like he candy canes it on his blade, which is a war crime. Like that's, in, that's you should be sent to like it's the odd, Hague yeah. for that. It's terrible. And then Tyler... Jail. Yes. Tyler Ennis as well. He hit before and i think he'd be a good pickup for a team yeah i mean i was i was all about the leafs kind of maybe getting him because he was really well also edmonton thinking they have enough forwards better than tyler ennis that's cute yeah it's weird i mean do, that's cute. i'm gonna be honest we were really kind of trumpeting the um the jesse puliarvi kind of comeback and him being finally he's been good he's been good i i haven't noticed him in any game he's played the leafs you also haven't really noticed McDavid that much. That's true. It's funny because I notice him in yeah. every other game the Oilers play, but whenever they play the Leafs, it's like, all right. 
Puyi Yarvi's defensive numbers really good are incredible this year. Like, put it this way: if we were talking defensive forward and you didn't actually have to play offense, like if we were talking strictly best yeah. defensive forward, he is in that conversation this year. He's been that good. God damn, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, he's been very good. He's masking a lot of issues. Well, barely, but it's like a really good thing that they made him waste one of his prime years in Finland. Um, that's that was just terrific asset management on that. Trending up as well. Star players getting the red mist rage now. McDa- McDavid. Woo! Okay, I want to save Mc- the McDavid hit for later because I really want to talk about the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> Pokemon. Nathan McKinnon throwing a helmet at Connor Garland. Let's let's get this out of the way. It's so funny. <laughs> let's get this out of the way first before before we dive into this. My opinion, that should be suspendable. You're using you're you're using equipment as a weapon. If Tom Wilson did that or if uh, you know any other player did that, we would be saying that exact thing, okay? Like let's be fair here. That was a, that was a bit of a bit of a I actually don't think it's suspendable. <laughs> See, it, that was a bit of a I rogue wouldn't, like move. if Tom Wilson did it, we'd be pissed off, but I'd be like I mean, he underhanded it. If you pick it up and pitch it like Garrett Cole. That's true. He did underhand it. Not great. But how is... He did underhand it. Okay, so answer this question for me. It's not like the Miles Garrett, like, bringing the the helmet down on Mason Rudolph's head. It's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so answer this question for me if you think it's... For sure, for sure. What is more dangerous, what Nathan McKinnon did or tomahawking a guy over the head with your stick? probably tomahawking a guy over the head who was okay right so there was <laughs> or how about laying 18 cross checks to the spleen at the net front like what hurts more oh 100 percent to the spleen for <laughs> yeah. sure so i think everyone is just kind of i honestly think the reason people think it's suspendable is because like no one's really seen that before but let's not forget tuka rask through his skate blade which is a knife and nothing happened. Zach Cassian kicked a he guy. He a knife. Remember Zach Cassian <laughs> kicked a guy with his knife foot? <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it gets. That's dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Throwing a helmet specifically underhand is really not that This is bad. the, that, this might have, have spawned the greatest hockey gift we've ever had. I think that. Oh, it's. Fun. The more you watch it, the more things you pick up. And one thing that someone noticed was it's like an optical illusion because if you focus on McKinnon, it looks like he's underhand. Like it looks like he's you know softball pitching a like his helmet right at Garland. It looks underhand. Yeah, it is underhand. But if you look at Garland, it looks like he is throwing the helmet. Like it looks like he is is like pitching it it's so weird with the way that they work like uh, it's like an optical illusion exactly. and how quickly it came out i know and like what i love like, about sir. is garland like he did like he just kind of like shrugged it off and went right at him like it like it was so funny it, it was just the perfect combination of like chaos like that was chaos there was a blind brawl happening and nathan mckinnon just picked up the helmet and, <laughs> and freaking chucked it at him and it bounced off. like i love that that's it, it I don't know. It's look, but he got the red miss rage because if you watch the game last oh, night, yeah. first of all, Colorado woke up and chose violence. They scored five yeah, goals yeah. in the first eight minutes of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Nathan McKinnon was getting like run over, and he was getting like guys like high hits, and like he gets this all the time because he's such a monster, right? So I mean, like, 
I would be frustrated too. Oh, absolutely. And occasionally, you're going to get the red mist rage, and you're going to do things like throw a helmet. There's only so much you can get, like shit kicked basically without any you know repercussions from that before you snap like connor like literally it was that was the the straw that broke the camel's back like connor what has been taken abuse like crazy we've talked about it a million times where where the nhl just lets their stars get abused for no reason and mcdavid went through exactly that and eventually he just snapped and and said yeah that's enough i don't think that hit is suspendable because like there should be a there should be a better in between between suspending someone and finding them five grand because five grand to McDavid the guy makes it should be a percentage of your yeah, salary. McDavid makes twelve and a half million dollars. Five grand is literally chump change. Like it is like what it's less than a parking ticket for somebody who makes fifty k. Like he just like McDavid literally like he, that is the money that like the other day I was searching in my closet and I found like a duffel bag that I used to trade like transfer stuff in from my old place to here like a year ago and i found like like 17 dollars in it and like it just like in change that's basically what mcdavid is and like if if you if you showed up and were like give me those 17 dollars i wouldn't be like uh man this is really this is really gonna hurt me i don't know like i'd be like fine whatever it's not gonna really change my life that much and then boom um but yeah the but this is like we have to say like did i like what either of those players did? No, I didn't. Do I like that they consistently get cross-checked and slashed and like have to deal with all manner of BS every single night? Mm. No. And quite honestly, I don't blame them for snapping every once in a while. No, not at all. When was the last time Nathan McKinnon snapped? I can't even remember. So honestly, like I get if you're upset about it, but you know what? These guys take some of the absolute most ridiculous crap because the league refuses to protect them and every once in a while they're gonna punch a guy in the face i don't know what mcdate or what mckinnon looks like mad like i don't think i've ever seen him that mad he's not an angry guy and yet like for him to for him to chuck a helmet at a guy during a fight like yeah you you gotta be pushed pretty hard i don't know i like i like players standing up for themselves i don't i'm not a big fan of like needless violence or anything but i don't know all right, now before we hop into our deep dive, a little quick word from our sponsor. Hello, Mike again. This time to talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our distributor, Blue Wire Podcast. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Now, Hustle's created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&A's Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll even help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listing platforms. And the best part is, you can get this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup without all these extra bells and whistles we're giving you. So if you're ready to do more than just listen to me or us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Blue Wire Hustle. Now, acceptance to the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, you go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. All right, Rachel, it's NCAA free agent season. The best time of the or just year. just signing season. Signing season. It's the best time of the year. Season. Um, so far, we've seen a couple that have, have Shane Pinto signed today. 
um, with the... So did Jacob Bernard Docker. Yep, So and Alex Newhook signed yesterday with the Avalanche, and Spencer Knight, the prize goaltending prospect of the Florida Panthers, signed with the Florida Panthers um, yesterday as well. And by Matt Boldy signed in Minnesota, Cole Caulfield in Montreal, yep. David Ference in Nashville. Um, yeah, Big, that those are some of the... Catch the, the fever, baby. Ones. Catch the fever. Will they be the next... Uh, you know, Adam Fox's, you know, the next, I'm trying to think of even like some really, it, it, like it really Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr's, or will he be the next like Jimmy VC's or, uh, so we need to have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. This. Let's and do it. This is just going to be me actually divulging some of my secretive research. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. Let's go peek behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain. So there's a difference, uh, between signing drafted players and free agents out of the NCAA. Mm. So it's key to note here that as soon as a player signs a contract, they are no longer eligible to compete in the NCAA. So it's not like Canadian junior where a guy can sign his entry-level deal and then go back and play in junior. That's not how that works. Which is dumb. Um, Yeah, it, which is, that's a whole other situation. They're, because they're no longer an amateur. Once you sign a contract. Right. And, that, and the NCAA is amateur athletics. No one can get Which, paid. Um, we could have a, an entire discussion about that. But I want to talk about the one and dones because a lot of people were like, J- Jake Sanderson was really who people were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, the Ottawa draft pick. I would say that there are significantly more cases of players going one and done and not living up to remotely close to their potential Mm -hmm. than players going one and done and exceeding expectations. And by one and done, you mean one year in the NCAA and then you sign your deal and you leave. Yeah. And you're, but I talk like draft plus one year. So like Jack Eichel, for example, was born the year earlier. So he had that like October birthday. Mm -hmm. And so he played a year in the NCAA before he was eligible for the draft. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're drafted, you go to school. Yeah. Right? So, like, Kyle Connor uh, played a year, Trevor Zegers played a year, but Tyson Jost also only played a year. And how's that gone? You tell me, Rachel. Not well. Yeah. Here are some players that have played two or more years in the NCAA. Alex Newhook. Mm-hmm. going to be pretty good. Cole Caulfield. Gonna win the Hobie Baker. Yep. Spencer Knight, he probably could have used another year, and he's still gonna be good. Um, that Kale McCarr fellow. I mean, Kale McCarr, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I, I don't think he's proved. Don't think he's proved it quite yet, but he's getting there. <laughs> How about uh, uh, Jonathan Taves? Never heard of him. Don't know who that is. Right. Yeah. Okay. C- couldn't be that good. Then what happens is, let's say these are all guys that were drafted, right? So if you play four years in college Mm -hmm. or uh, three, depending on uh, if you played the year before, then you're allowed to be a free agent, whether a team's drafted you or not. See Adam Fox, who basically said, I'm not playing for anybody but the New York Rangers. And so he played his three years at school and then signed with the New York Rangers. Mm -hmm. You've got David Ference, who was drafted by Nashville, played it out, and then he would have been a free agent this summer, Mm -hmm. but said, I'm sticking with the team that drafted me. What's interesting... He did the opposite Jimmy VC. He did he did the reverse VC. 
Right. So what's interesting is Will Butcher and Alex Kerfoot actually both did this. So Kerfoot was drafted by the Devils, went to school, played it all out, and then signed in Colorado. Then Butcher was drafted, I forget who he was drafted by, went to school, played all four years, and then signed in New Jersey. Right? And then you've got Jimmy Vesey, who won the Hobie Baker and was this highly touted guy and still hasn't really panned out. Um, But the case here is, look at Adam Fox. Specifically, I'm talking for defensemen. Mm Mm-hmm. They need the development. The development is free at the NCAA level because the school is doing it for you. Ottawa doesn't have a development staff. So if your team doesn't have a robust development (laughs) staff, maybe leave the player in school. If you don't have a robust development staff or any development staff at all, maybe leave the player in school. At all. Maybe leave the kid in school. So Adam Fox, pretty good. That's fine. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, pretty good. He's okay. Like, So I think there are more instances, specifically defensemen, like there have been not a lot of defensemen that have come out after a year and and succeeded at the NHL level. So um, like Jake Sanderson, stay at school. Ottawa, leave him there. Don't be a fool. Because what is he going to do? Stay in school. Look at what they're doing to Eric Brandstrom right now. They're murdering him. And tell me that Jake Sanderson isn't better off in North Dakota. They're killing him. Like, they're giving him no chance of having a decent NHL future because they just won't let him have any stability. We've been over this. Like, stop yo-yoing him. Let him play. And if you're Jake Sanderson or you look at that, like, I don't want to be that. I'd rather go play at North Dakota. And then I had people saying, oh, he's too good for the NCAA. Excuse me. Unless he wins the Hobie Baker unanimously, he's not too good for the mm-hmm. NCAA. If Cole Caulfield was not too good to go back for a second year, then Jake Sanderson will be just fine. I don't. Yeah. Jake Sanderson's not really blowing me away. <laughs> and so like. He- yeah. And honestly, I have watched Jake Sanderson play. He's not too good for the NCAA. He very much is not NHL ready, and he should stay at North Dakota for another year and come out next year. Also, North Dakota's a very good program. It certainly didn't hurt Kale McCarr. No, North Dakota's a very good program. Like, why not take advantage of that? Yeah. So that's the research on NCAA athletes is more than, I think it's like more than 70% of the time, um, if you come out one and done, um, you do not hit the potential that had been mathematically calculated based on your pre-draft status. So stay in school, kids. Don't be a fool. Stay in school. Stay in school. Speaking of fools, we got to go over to this, this fucking guy again. Sam Carcady. This fucking guy, is it? I wish we could name the episode <sighs> that. This fucking guy, comma, again. Um, because this fucking guy I don't again. like... Can we just start off the talk? Do not speculate about other people's mental health. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because it stigmatizes mental health. And now, if you're speculating, that person is way less likely to be open about it. And they're way more likely to suffer in silence. And that's the exact opposite of what we need. Stop speculating. It's none of your fucking business. It's not even that he speculated about the mental health. It's that he turned a, he turned a kid... Like, Carter Hart's, like, what, 21? I think he's 22. 22? He turned a 22-year-old splitting from his therapist, basically, 
into like a sources which is also none of his business yeah which is into a sources say scoop and then he published so he basically <laughs> he was like source connor uh, uh, carter hart split from you know his his sport there his uh yeah his perf- sports therapist that he'd been going to for a while and in sports psychologist sports psychologist in the story the sports psychologist said he said he wouldn't comment out of respect for the privacy of carter like like, so then maybe drop it and don't write the story. Like if you're if both subjects of the story that you're writing aren't commenting and it's about it's about sort of like it, it's it's not about something, you know, it's not about like Jeannie Bouchard splitting from her 15th coach, her boyfriend or like her 15th coach in the last year. And then like it, it, it's different. This is if anyone this is a licensed professional. If anyone wrote a story about me, you know, breaking off from my therapist, <laughs> I would be fucking furious because that is such a no i would hunt them down that is i just flat such would. a personal relationship that is such a vulnerable relationship that to have that in the media is insane and that clearly is going to go against anyone wanting to do this it as well and then the guy fucking doubled down and tried to equate a sport okay, so can i qualify this oh my god because i saw a lot of people when i put that comment out on twitter that like it is categorically none of anybody's business about carter hart's mental health i had a bunch of people say well it's just a sports psychologist like all they do is talk about sports hello hi elite athlete talking i saw a sports psychologist for 10 years while i was competing um 90 of what we talked about was completely unrelated to sport 90 percent of what we spoke about and Sports psychologists are not just sports. Like, they have a degree. They are licensed professionals. This is not, I'm going to talk to my development consultant. Like, this is not the same thing. These people are licensed medical professionals. And quite frankly, a lot of what impacts an athlete in their field of play happens outside of the scope of the sport. Yeah, you know what? Like it's 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 completely not the same. And to minimize not only the sports psychologist, but to minimize the athlete to just down to their sport is completely ridiculous. You know what impacts your your performance as an athlete? The shit that's going on in your life. No, like (laughs) athletes don't magically when they walk into the stadium or their the arena or whatever they don't magically disconnect from the outside world where nothing you know if you're going through a divorce that's going to probably impact your play you just had a kid that's probably going to impact your play you know death in the family probably going to impact your play if you're depressed probably going to impact your play you know you talk about things as a sports psychologist it's geared towards improving your performance but the building blocks that lead to that are all rooted outside of sport because if you because you it's not just geared towards having you perform as a better athlete like it's all connected it's all connected to you being a better person outside being a more better functioning member of society and to use this as like a scoop is just so devoid of ethics and nothing like enough there's gonna be no consequences Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to get his credentials revoked. He's not going to get disciplined by his employer. You know, it's it's nothing. This guy's just going to keep getting away with it over and over and over and over and over He's again. He's also the PHW or PWHA chapter chair in Philadelphia. Of course he is. Of course he is. Because you know what? We live in a world where life's not fucking fair. Where like you, where people like this 
are hold positions have jobs over people like you and it's actually ridiculous No, but it's just like it's it life's just not fair like it's it just simple but I, I would also okay so hang on i was i was talking to somebody in the media about this particular situation and we got into the conversation of confidence because when the analysts like the color guys so ray mike craig simpson whatever they talk about players playing with confidence yeah Right? That's obviously a player's mental makeup. But there's a difference between saying Taylor Hall is a great example right now. He's not playing with confidence. You can see it in his play. You can tell because he's fumbling the puck. He's tripping over the blue line. He's just not confident. Or Freddie Anderson, not playing confident yeah. right now. 80, 62 save percentage. There's a difference between saying guy doesn't have the confidence right now or he's really feeling it right now. And hey, uh, he split from his sports psychologist and it has had uh he has now a mental health issues like what it's such bullshit man it just pisses me off that's so literally much. not even close to the same it's totally fine to talk about confidence and and all that because players like they get that they get that that's part of the shtick somebody's mental health is not for you to have a discussion about it's not your business Just in the same way that someone's pregnancy is not for you to have a discussion about it's just not your business like it has nothing to do yeah. with you if you want to talk about his ability to make saves on the ice 100 percent go for that but or if he doesn't look confident in the net then say he doesn't look confident in the net but don't go you know milling around trying to use back channels to find some some information about him splitting from his sports psychologist and then and then getting rightfully shamed and then doubling down like this motherfucker's putting out like in case you missed it intermission reading like no one cares man and this is the nobody wants to read that there's a reason the philadelphia flyers pr people did not promote that story and there, this is the same this is the same guy who like agreed that Voracek should go into like a Zoom breakout meeting with the guy he flamed for basically harassing him on the beat for years. And this is also the same guy who said while the beat, the Black Lives Matter protests were going, while we were having, yeah. while we were, while we were having a historical movement of you know racial injustice, going, can you guys a much needed one? Can you just ignore that for a second and talk about the fucking power play? Because my stupid little column that no one's gonna fucking read is really really important. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of. I'm, I'm sick of this industry being dominated by by people like this. It's going like the only thing that I that I that gives me solace is that one day like there's like this next generation is is getting groomed right now and they will replace these people and it will be a better product because until until a new generation comes in, we will still be, be like newspapers and media and the Pro Hockey Writers Association will be led by guys like Sam Karkidi, and that is in that that is just a succubus on the art of journalism. So okay, so here's the thing. If you're Carter Hart, and I've noticed Austin Matthews do this a little bit, um do you answer a question no. from Sam Karkidi again? Ever. Because if it were me, let's say you're in the media five years down the road and I'm in a hockey ops mm -hmm. position if you wrote a story like that about me, knowing that we're best friends and you know a whole lot about me that other people don't know, mm -hmm. and you went and, and started speculating on my mental health, do you not think that I may never answer a question from you again? Oh, like... Like, should Carter Hart be obligated to answer any of Sam's questions ever again? No chance. You, you gar I guarantee you, if Carter Hart does this, if he, if he, like, if he takes the Matthews approach where he just shames him in the middle of it or whatever... 
I guarantee you, Sam will go, will will throw a little pissy, pissy fit about how, yep. you know, it's athlete's responsibility to answer my question. Oh, if you didn't like something about me, you should have talked about it behind, like, you should, you should have pulled me and talked about it like a man to me face to face. Yeah, just... You speculated publicly about my mental just health. Just like how you, you, like, I, I highly doubt he cleared this column over i i highly doubt he cleared this column with carter hart before he published it so yeah if you want to talk about like talking about it man to man you're the one who went behind this guy's back and published a column about speculating about his mental health which is fucking it's so unethical do like do people not go to journalism school anymore do rules not matter i don't it, honestly i have never been to journalism school i i have taken an ethics class um like you don't need do you have morals Yes or no? And I think we got that answer in the summer when he was yeah. just like, forget about Black Lives Matter for a second. And everyone went, whoa, 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 what? Wait, wait a second, what? And rightfully so. So we knew his ethics were just like on Neptune. Yeah. And nowhere to be found. So am I surprised that he did no. this? Absolutely not. Am I disappointed? Absolutely. I would, if I were Carter Hart or if I were advising Carter Hart, I would flat advise him to never answer a question from Sam again. Or if you did answer it, one word only. You get one word. Oh, absolutely. For your stupid story. Absolutely. I'm not giving, I'm not making this guy's job easy. I'm not giving you shit. I'm not doing you a favor. Every time I answer a question for you, I'm doing you a favor. I'm not doing you any more favors. I'm not giving you any quotes. I'm not making your job easier. You made my job harder, making your job harder. All right. Do you have a Cove left shift for this week? We kind of did that up off the hop. <laughs> we kind of did that to start the episode. My Cove left shift is just like my entire life right now. Yeah. Is just like, first of all, actually, I would like to say something. Mm-hmm. If you are going to chirp me oh boy. on Twitter oh boy. for being a quote unquote guest host on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, guys. You like... We have not been public about all of the things that have been happening in my life, but I'm pretty sure that if Mike had his way, I would have taken a hell of a lot longer oh, yeah. off from the podcast than a week. Guys, first of all, like, like if anyone's the guest ho- host here, it's me. Like, Ra- like people are coming to see Rachel on this podcast. They're not coming to see me, in my opinions. That's why. That's why when I get yes, they are. But they love you too. That's why when I get guest hosts, I get guest hosts who are smarter and better at my job than me, so I can skate on their success just like I'm skating on yours. It's it's like to to insinuate anything different is absurd. So I would just highly yeah. I, I just want to say like. Listen, I get it. Like you guys come here for your entertainment, and and that's that's fine. Like we love doing it, and we we like to be pretty open. There, like I'm open about being stressed about my mm. thesis. I'm open about driving and moving. There are some things that I'm not open about that are far more serious than that. Mm. And quite honestly, I don't like. You know how serious they are. Like, I don't know that that needs to even be shared. No, it, and it's not, it's, if, if it, like, it's not, it's yours to share if you want to or not. But at the end of the day, Rachel is, like, it, this podcast is Rachel and I, full stop. You, and don't think I'm not dedicated to the pod. Like, if anything, I'm, I'm probably putting myself in danger by yeah, doing man, the Rachel podcast most weeks. Rachel is the best weeks. co-host I could ever ask for. Like, there's a reason why we, why, why we're doing this and why, and why, you know, when we're both stretched thin and everything, we, we keep going out for it. Like, so don't and worry we're about gonna, that. And we're going to have some fun stuff in the future, oh, too. Oh, we got like, some things brewing, folks. I know we say that a lot, but man, the yeah. growth 
is going to be, dare I say, exponential. Oh, yeah. The growth is going to be funsies. Um, Also, if you've listened this long, I want to get your opinion on something. So tweet it at us. Should we do a betting segment? I feel like we probably should just because that's the way of the future. Right. Let's say let's say, Mikey. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Let's say we were going to do a live podcast. Uh, potentially. Or like a stream. If, that ever, if we were going to potentially get into live streaming. Maybe. Who knows? If we were going to do that. Hypothetically. Would you guys want a betting segment where maybe I apply some of the things I, I do to tell you guys what I'm picking? You can watch me lose money. Or what not to pick? Let us know. And if you've listened that this late, then uh, you know kudos to you. You will have learned a nugget. Mm-hmm. Or a few, actually, if you took some hints there. Yeah. It's um, called subtext. About folks. the future of the pod. Yeah. And on that note, Rachel, I think I think we should let you go eat. My Cineplex popcorn is is headed my way, and I'm about to go see a giant lizard fight a giant monkey on my giant TV. And I am and you know what, for a fr- brief gonna, fleeting moment, life is good. Well, I'm glad your life is good. Mm-hmm. Can you enjoy your night for the both of us, please? Because I'm going back to purgatory. I will. Rachel, I'm about to see godzilla fight king kong i i will 100 percent be enjoying my night for the both of us um but on that note all right we'll be back on that note you can follow the podcast on twitter at staff graph uh at staff graph you can follow rachel on twitter at rachel dory me on twitter at mikey stevens 81 you can follow you can find the podcast on any podcatcher under the sun you know itunes spotify uh podbean you know google play all of that buy our merch on redbubble redbubble.com slash staff and graph shop and write us a review. Let us know how, how you like it. And, and like I always say, if it's going to be positive, we really appreciate that. If it's going to be negative, at least make it entertaining. And on that note, Rachel, you have any, any final words to leave for the people? Wear a mask, stay inside, get vaccinated. Hell yeah. Fuck you, Doug Ford. All right. We'll see you on Monday.